do you know how to use LinkedIn, how to find leads, and what it's for? Our next speaker will help us all with that. Building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Okay, Giant Builders, it's Tuesday at 2, and here we are. I want to thank you so much for listening to us. I know that your time is important. I work really hard to bring you information that's going to help you build your business, build your family, just build the giants in your in your life. So today we have Barbara Aminshik. She is a business coach and a LinkedIn expert. So we are going to dig into that LinkedIn. How are you, Barbara? Thank you very much. I'm very well. So and I'm really happy to be here and honored that you took time to have me as your guest. Oh, thank you. And I you hope we will give some nuggets to your to the listeners so they can up their LinkedIn game. Oh, great. What's the best business to use LinkedIn? Actually, I think there is no special business that works on LinkedIn. It's just the approach. Of course, let's say if, if your business is something like really local, you know, and at first I thought that hairdressers don't belong to LinkedIn, but I recently got a chance to work with a hairdresser as a challenge, you know, and it's getting really good, you know. He's getting traction. He's getting leads from there, you know. And honestly, at the end of the day, a lot of businesswomen are around, even businessmen, and they have to have nice hair. So it's also the business that goes there. So and then I thought maybe makeup artists don't belong to uh, LinkedIn, you know. But I, my makeup artist, she's actually got some really nice gigs from LinkedIn. The thing about LinkedIn is people don't understand the magnitude of it and how it can help them you know so when you do it right even if you're not active on linkedin and let's say use it just as your business card or maybe as a landing page especially for those who don't have a landing page you know you can get discovered on google because of it which today it's something really important so i will not say it works best for some businesses or which are the best businesses to be on linkedin i think it's just the approach because you know, I proved myself wrong because I always said, okay, if you're a small business and maybe, I don't know, pedicure or something like that don't belong there. But still, you know, it takes time to work, you know, and maybe uh, let's say if you are offering something a bit of a higher value, then go on LinkedIn. But if you have something like it's $20 or something, then probably don't spend time on LinkedIn because maybe TikTok, Instagram, Facebook are a better option for you. Right. So if I were new on LinkedIn, where should I start? First, you shouldn't copy what you're doing on Facebook. That's the first start because many businesses do this mistake and uh, they are just applying the same strategies. Uh, then what I teach is basically that you have to know what do you want to achieve with LinkedIn and how much time are you willing to invest in LinkedIn? Because based on that, you do your strategy, you know, because if you have, let's say, only 10 minutes per day, you will apply one strategy. If you have half an hour per day, you will apply a different strategy. Of course, the results will be different. Even if you only use it as a business card, it can still bring you some leads. That's the thing. So knowing what to do and then 
optimizing your profile. You know, we always talk about ideal uh, customer avatars, ideal client avatars. You know, it's really important knowing who they are because when you're optimizing your profile, you're optimizing it for them. Meaning you have to have the right keywords in it, you know, you have your profile has to speak to them in what you are writing, but also in the visuals you use. So the more you can reach them or get near to them, the better you, your performance on LinkedIn will be. And that's why it's really important. And that's why I also stress the importance of SEO for LinkedIn, you know, because the keywords are important. There are five sections of LinkedIn profile where you can uh, put in the keywords to better your chances of getting found. Starting there, when you start, finish up your profile, please. Don't just put something like, uh, especially when we come to the experience sections, you know, uh, we tend to write the name of the company we work for or we worked for and probably the title we held, you know. But it's also important to tell people how we can help them, what problems can we solve, how can we make them feel, things like that, you know. It's important that you fill out all the sections of the profile uh, because consider it your landing page. It's important that people add visuals to the profile. You know, LinkedIn allows you to add pictures, links uh, to the profile. So use it. It has to be interesting, you know, but just when you start, know what you want to achieve, how much time are you willing to uh, invest in it and know your ideal client. You know, many times people that come to me, they are not clear on that. And, you know, then they uh, think, yeah, but I thought you were just going to tell me technically how to do stuff. It's not how I do, because if I help you, if I work with you, I want you to get results. And for you to get results, we have to do it the right way. Otherwise, you can just Google how to LinkedIn and you will get all the instructions. You know, even on my profile on LinkedIn, you have the step by step instructions how to optimize your profile. And if nothing else, you can go to my profile, see it and you can uh, actually have your profile, let's say, somehow optimized. If I have my profile optimized, how often should I post something? Uh, it depends, you know, usually. People think, you know, and they say when they start, they're all enthusiastic because when I tell them all the possibilities offers and then it's, oh, I will start posting five times a day, uh, a week. No, you will not post five times per week because if you haven't posted so far, you will start with once per week. You know, you start once per week and do it, let's say a week, two or three weeks uh, uh, until it becomes a habit to you. Then you gradually increase, you know. If you can post up to five times per week, it's great. Uh, there is one thing uh, that I've been noticing lately, and it's the same thing that it's happening on Facebook, you know. So let's say I posted something yesterday and I got some engagement to my post. So I will wait until today to reply to the comments. So I will trigger a bit the algorithm so it will push my content a bit further. But in any case, you shouldn't post more than once within a 24 hour span, oh, you know, okay. because then you are cannibalizing your own content. What about groups? What's your feelings about groups? Don't do groups on LinkedIn. Okay. You know? Yeah, we, we are so used uh, to the groups on Facebook and there, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, engagement there, a lot of happening, but uh, 
there is also a difference in mindset of people on LinkedIn and on Facebook, you know. LinkedIn is a networking platform, whereas Facebook is a social media platform. And we tend to waste a lot of time on Facebook. You know, we go there, then we end up scrolling through the feeds, uh, looking at videos, going into the groups, reading some stuff, you know. Whereas people that are on LinkedIn, they usually come to LinkedIn to get something they're looking for. Maybe get some new information, looking for trends, things like that, you know. And also the time spent on LinkedIn, it's much lower than on other platforms. So that's why groups are not working. The only benefit of the groups I see, it's, uh, let's say you want to contact a person that it's your first contact, meaning you don't have any contact in common. And usually you cannot do it on LinkedIn because it requires to uh, input their email. It's a safety uh, uh, think of LinkedIn, but if a person you're trying to reach is uh, in the same group as you, then you can send them a direct message. So, so far, this is the only benefit of the groups I see. Uh, I tested many groups. I even work with a corporation that uh, it's active on Facebook in some countries, but they decided for France and Italy, they wanted to try uh, LinkedIn groups to have a, a conversation with their clients. It didn't work out, you know, although they were doing, uh, creating a lot of content, it wasn't like a chatty thing, you know, and I also joined several groups just to see how it works. And usually you will see a person who created it, maybe someone else posting something from time to time. And that's mostly what it is. But LinkedIn, it's working on it, you know, because they're aware of this, that the groups are not uh, utilized uh, as they could be. So they have a dedicated team to solving it. And since they've been introducing a lot of changes lately, uh, I think they will also add and make groups something we can, at the end, maybe monetize. Okay. So what's one of the recent changes that we should be aware of? Ooh, there were so many. Oh. Uh, what I've been noticing lately, and it's also a challenge for people that come to your profile, but you know, uh, a few months ago, they introduced the creator mode uh, that anyone, whoever wants can uh, switch on, you know? And when you switch on the creator mode, then instead of having a connect button under your name, you have a button follow. So you have to click on the three dots uh, to get to the button connect if you want to connect with the person. There's not much difference in terms of what people who are following you and who are connecting to you see. But you know, uh, for you, there's a difference because you can direct message a person uh, who is your uh, connection. The thing is, people don't. most people don't know there is the option of adding people. They think there is just the option of following people. So uh, that's one of the changes. Then the voice, uh, the voice option, you know, like the podcast, you know, because they they went uh, and I think they followed uh, Clubhouse, you know, because Clubhouse when it came out, it was such a boom. But at the end, my personal opinion, it turned out uh, something where, uh, regardless of the level of knowledge you have, you, you can create a stage for yourself and spread something that may or may not be a quality content, you know? 
So uh, LinkedIn also introduced that. Uh, and there were so many other small changes, you know, uh, on a daily basis. Uh, you can even record a video message in your uh, profile picture when you turn on the creator mode. So th this is something that allows you to present yourself in another way where that other platforms don't allow you. What should a good post include? How long should it be? Describe a good post for me. Uh, the good post should include good content, you know. So uh, we have, let's say, the structure of the post. You have a headline, you know, then you have a hook, then you have a call to action, and at the end you have hashtags. So that's the structure of the post, you know. With the headline, we catch the attention of a person, you know. Then we have the hook or the story or the body of the post where we can tell a story. Uh, so uh, at the end, adding a call to action is really necessary because you want to uh, steer conversation on your post. You want to get engagement and usually asking something uh, or challenging people. It's a good way to do it, you know. And uh, then people forget about hashtags. And one other mistake people do in regards of hashtags, we were so used that on Instagram, we were using up, up to 30 hashtags, you know. So people put a lot of hashtags uh, in their post, which is wrong, you know, because if you want, if you don't want the algorithm to uh, penalize you, you have to use from three to five hashtags. So that's the thing. And another thing with the hashtags, don't just make up a hashtag like Monday motivation or something. But the purpose of the hashtag on LinkedIn is to get your content in front of people who are following a certain hashtag. You know, so you actually want to, uh, the hashtags you use to have a following because the chances of your content to be seen by that people increases uh, a lot. As in terms of the length of the post, there are different ideas. Uh, the last one from a really good company that does the algorithm research was around nine, 900 characters. Yeah, so, uh, but still, if you see, sometimes even a sh short post work pretty well. I think it depends on what you are of the, on the topic of your post, you know, and I would say the best thing is to test it because it also depends on of your network. So we consume things differently, you know. Let's say uh, video, it's also becoming big on LinkedIn, you know. Sometimes even if you have a written post or if you post a video, there will be a, such a huge difference in what you reach, what engagement you got, you know. So uh, the one, only thing I say to people, test it. Take a month and test it what works for you. Test also the posting time, you know, because it's important. Let's say uh, if you if you live in one state, in the United States, and let's say you want to target, you live in New York and you want to target California. Think about uh, let, uh, the morning hour, the rush hour between 8 and 10. Post when there is 8 and 10 according to Californian time. You know, post when your audience is online. There are different factors that affect how a certain post will perform. But I say just go and test it and informs uh, in terms of the structure i told you it's a headline question hook or however the body of the post 
call to action and hashtags for important parts of the post. One thing to add, not many people like to uh, write long posts, but you also have the option of adding articles on LinkedIn, you know, compared to the regular post, which allows you 3000 characters, the article allows you 30,000 characters. And uh, articles are really important for building authority. Try to mix. So are articles a different area to post or is there an option under the post to make it it's, an it's, article? It's an option under when you go to post, actually underneath you have the option like adding a picture. At the end, there is the option of articles. Okay. And it opens up as a blog post, you know, so you can add a header picture. You can add a lot of picture into it. You can add links. Uh, you can add videos, uh, you can edit it. So uh, it's something worth playing with, you know. And uh, the good thing is when people Google certain keywords on uh, Google, you know, your post, make uh, your article may come up as a result to them. So is there a place to research things like hashtags for LinkedIn or times a day? Actually, uh, I use extension. Uh, it's LinkedIn hashtag analytics. Oh. And what I do, it's actually you post, you put in the hashtag you want to research and it gives you the information how many followers does a specific hashtag have. And it also analyzes the last 20 posts with this hashtag, how much engagement did they get? Because sometimes you can have a hashtag that has quite a big following, but it doesn't get any engagement. So maybe you can think about something else, but it's, uh, I think the company is FieldPod, something, some company from Australia. They did this ha LinkedIn hashtag analytics and it's a great help. You can also uh, put a certain hashtag in uh, LinkedIn search bar, you know, but it will show you only how many followers does a certain okay. hashtag. Uh, have uh, in terms of uh, which are the best hashtags to use on LinkedIn. Sometimes I Google, you know, because I was used for uh, Instagram to get some list and uh, it doesn't uh, work that way. You know, let's say you have your brand, you're building your, uh, your uh, show. So you should start uh, working on your person. This would be your personal hashtag. So you could add this one and use it every time you make a post. Then you have something specific to the topic you're covering, you know, and uh, you should look for a hashtag with a bigger following, let's say 10,000 plus, and then maybe something with a smaller following, you know, because let's say usually people like marketing hashtag. Marketing, the last time I checked, had over 27 million followers, you know. So you get lost in the crowd because it's getting used that much and it shows that uh, more it's not necessarily effective should i accept anybody who wants to connect with me no 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 no, no. <laughs> if you are just following uh, the path of getting as many connections as possible then the answer is yes you know there are some people and they usually have the lion abbreviation in their headline this is uh, these are people that uh, the lion means linkedin uh, open network these people connect with just anyone you know but it, when it comes to you 
the thing is you want to have a quality network you know you want to have people that are interested in you the field of your work things like that you know you want to have people who you can learn from you know so uh, i'm very picky uh, in who you uh, who i accept and whom I send a connection request, you know? If I see something valuable, some uh, valuable content for me, uh, following a certain person, then I say, okay, I will connect with them, you know? And I send them a connection request, a personalized one with a message, you know? And I add them, but uh, be picky, you know? At the beginning, I told you it's important what you want to achieve with LinkedIn, and also you're connecting strategy or networking strategy depends on what your goals are but in any case don't just accept whoever sends you a connection request because you will end up with a lot of spam your feed will be full of information that it's not relevant uh, to you and then you will just be overwhelmed and it will, you will be oh this LinkedIn is just some crappy place you know with a lot of uh, information i can do nothing about and it's not interesting to me and it doesn't work what happens let's say once you reach the milestone or a milestone of 500 connections your visibility increases so to be honest up until i reached 500 i would accept any connection request but as soon as i was over the uh, 500 i starting I started deleting people from my network you know and i was deleting first people who were really spamming you know because uh, some time ago it was really popular during the covid when we went on lockdown you know let's connect with each other put your uh, put your profile below this comment and let's uh, build our network you know these are the kind of people that you will never get anything useful from and don't only think about uh, you may be selling them something, but also you learning something, you know, ch exchanging experiences, things like that. So how do I go about finding good connections on LinkedIn? If you remember at the beginning, I told you, you have to be clear on who your ACA is. So uh, usually when we work with clients, you know, they know who they are targeting. Let's say I'm working with some people who are in the multi-level marketing. So they know they are targeting people that are in wellness industry, maybe fitness instructor, yoga instructors, things like that, you know. So you go into uh, the LinkedIn search bar and you input the keyword, their position or whatever. And then LinkedIn allows you to filter things out. So you choose people. And if we go and do the same thing at this moment, right now, you know, we will get different results because LinkedIn gives you the options based on your network. So uh, my second uh, connections will be different than yours, you know, maybe we will have some first connections in common, but usually you go and then you narrow it down as, as much as possible, you know. So because it will give you the whole world, you know, it will list them according to the uh, to your the vicinity of where you live, you know, but then you, it will uh, add your interest, things in common that you have because LinkedIn is looking for commonalities. So, and it will give you people, a list of people and then uh, narrow it down as much as possible because sometimes if you just put, let's say uh, wellness, you know, you may end up with million plus hits, you know? So going through million plus, it's a bit uh, overwhelming. 
So you narrow it down, let's say, to the United States, maybe to your state, depending where you're looking for people, you know. Either they are working in the position, in this position now, you know. Maybe these people work in a company. Maybe they are in a corporate job and work for a corporation. So you can filter down also by this. So try to use as many filters. And now I'm talking about the organic. We don't have a premium LinkedIn here. Because if you have a LinkedIn sales navigator, it allows you to dig in much, much deeper. But I'm talking all organic. Do it and, you know, at the end, you will maybe end up with 100 or a few hundred people. And then you just go and you screen their profiles, you know. You, you go through their profiles and see what I usually do. I don't look at the profiles that don't have a profile picture. Mm. I don't look, I don't consider profiles that are inactive, meaning when I go through their activity feed, there's nothing. Then I uh, another thing I look for maybe uh, most of the times uh, that they have 500 plus connections, you know, because I want to connect with people that have a network. And then uh, based on what you see, uh, you have two options. If they're pretty active on LinkedIn, you can follow the content they share and go and comment on their content. You know, this way you will make them notice you, but the comments you use have to be long, meaningful comments, you know, make it four plus uh, lines. Many times people go there and just, oh, well done, bravo, something like that. Don't do it like this, you know, make meaningful content because this kind of posts that have some engagement because not only will the author of the uh, post notice you but also people who engage with their uh, content will notice you you know so your chances of getting discovered by the right people for increase for you so that's one way or let's say you find an article you find a post you, you know a person said something that you agree with you are okay with it and then you send them a connection request stating you know why are you connecting with them and that's how you go step by step build, building your network you know i prefer the second option uh, you know uh, and the best option is when you write uh, some content and it's a compelling content, you know, because let's say yesterday it was, I think, the first time after over a, a year that I posted something in Slovenian on my profile because I only post in English. I'm working in international environment, but um, I was uh, at an event, a networking event a few weeks ago, and uh, people asked me, you know, how come you decided to work abroad, you know, because I'm not working in Slovenia. I'm not get I, maybe if I find a client or someone reaches out to me and I like the person, like their energy, and it's a challenge for me, then I will take them on as client. But otherwise, I don't work in Slovenia, you know. And it's a strange, you know, because you go to this event and then people know you, but they know me from uh, podcasts, uh, YouTube interviews, th things like that, you know. And so I decided to make a post about it. You know, how come I decided to go international? You know, and it's interesting. It got a lot of engagement and a lot of people reached out to me because of this post. So if you can make a, a piece of content that it's compelling and gets people talking about, you know, that's the great way because people will start reaching out to you. Uh, to be honest, I didn't 
promote myself anywhere. All clients I got, I got them just from my content. And I like it this way. Yeah. So what do you think about Sales Navigator? Well, Sales Navigator, uh, it's a great tool if you are really doing LinkedIn on a daily basis and if you are focused on finding clients through Sales Navigator. You know, it allows you a lot of options, but the cost of it, it's pretty high. You know, it's around, I think it's 147 euros, which is, let's say, around $140 per month. So it's a pretty high expense. Uh, I actually take it when I'm working with some corporate clients that need it. But otherwise, I just uh, use uh, the basic premium LinkedIn. And I use it because of the all the courses I have available then. Mm. That's the reason. Otherwise, everything we talk about here, you can make it without any premium option. So let's say if you're a company or if you're targeting corporations, big companies, you know, then I would advise uh, Sales Navigator. And each person has the possibility of one month free trial of a certain, of a specific uh, uh, option of the premium, you know. So try Sales Navigator first, but make sure that you cancel it before it expires because otherwise they will just charge it to your credit card or your PayPal or whatever you use, you know. Now, how can people get in contact with you? So the best way is to look me up on LinkedIn. I'm always open there. Uh, I also have a group on Facebook, How to LinkedIn with Barbara. This group is actually dedicated to whatever people want to discuss. So whoever has a question about it, I respond personally and everyone gets a response. It's a learning group. You know, there is no promotion there apart from LinkedIn Cafe with Barbara, which is a live event I do every month. You know, we go live on Zoom and I get them the chance to talk, to ask questions, you know. Uh, and also it's a nice uh, networking opportunity because uh, you, they get to meet people from other countries. And it's a nice, nice way to do it on my LinkedIn if someone has any questions. Uh, in the featured section, I have also the link to my Calendly. So if anyone has any questions about LinkedIn, they can click there and schedule a call with me. It's a free call, uh, no strings attached to the call, you know, because I, I don't know if I mentioned, but the, the challenge with LinkedIn is that people really don't understand it, mm -hmm. you know, and many times they require a conversation to even consider whether it is for them or not. Because, because honestly, it's not just for everyone. You know, some people will not work on it, so it will not give them any results. And the worst thing that can happen is, you know, you go through a course, uh, you work on it, you know, and because then you're not active and you end up, you know, uh, it's not working. It's not true. The platform is working, you know, it just... I'm not even consistent all the time, to be honest. Tell me about the types of courses that you offer. So uh, basically what I do, I have a group coaching class. All my courses are live on Zoom. So I remember when I attended courses and I got a lot of pre-recorded stuff. It was, uh, you know, you. All, I think you always have to have a person available because once you go through the materials, you know, then the questions arise. 
when you are uh, live with someone, everything is clear, you know, and then you're suddenly stuck doing what you are supposed to do. And well, how, how, how do I do it? You know, so uh, that's why when I decided, because I said, I'm never going to teach, I decided I'm going to do everything live. Uh, I have a group coaching uh, sessions. Uh, I start every month. So every month it's a 12 week program and I have a limited uh, uh, number of people who can join 15 because I do it live and it's it's an exper experiential learning, you know, we talk, we discuss stuff and I combine it with one-on-one -on -one sessions, you know, so it's important because it's important. Uh, we cover the basics of LinkedIn optimization, but then in one-on-one -on -one session, I go into the specifics of a person, you know, so I like it that way. Then I offer one-on-one -on -one coachings, which I like best. And let's say people get really most out of it, you know, because I'm also their accountability body. I go, I follow what they do online, their content, you know. Uh, let's say I had a session on Monday with a person who tried posting one way, you know, and it was not working. And it wasn't working because she was addressing the 3% of people who are always willing to buy, you know. And she was neglecting the... 67% of those who are not at the stage that are ready to buy. These things are uh, the ones that we can address in one-on-one -on -one sessions. Then I also run a quick, really quick uh, LinkedIn profile optimization course. It's a one-hour course when we just go quickly through everything. And it's my low-ticket offer, you know, it's $27. And we also run it every month. That and I'm preparing a five-day uh, free challenge now for LinkedIn. Yeah, so this will be uh, the landing page is being done for it, and I think that I will make it public next week. Well, we'll get those links from you. We'll put them below. Yeah, I have the links, you know. And if you want, I have also a special offer of my uh, group course. So if you want, I can give you that link as a special bonus to, for your listeners. Okay. Yeah, well, because my my course is two two thousand five hundred, and that is for one thousand five hundred. I made a special offer just for this kind of appearances. Oh well, thank you. That's very kind of you. How much time should we be spending on LinkedIn if we really want to make it one of our primary marketing pieces? Start with minimum five uh, thirty minutes per day. Okay. You know, you can get results also by only investing ten minutes per day. Uh, the more you engage, you know, one, it's like on Facebook, when you start looking for people and their posts to comment, you know, and then you see notifications, people responding, it drags you in. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you can invest half an hour to an hour a day and you are making it your primary marketing tool, then you should get the results and the results should be visible in, uh, let's say, from four to 12 weeks. You know, because you have to wake up the algorithm, you have to uh, increase your SSI index, things like that, you know, uh, and you have to build up your network, you know, because honestly, most of people who come to me, they did as I did when I started, you know, I took my CV, I copied it to LinkedIn, and I left it there. And this is where we usually start. Well, I am just filled with information. <laughs> I'm happy. Are you on LinkedIn? Yes, but I am. Definitely have to work on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will improve my LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Do you will not be sorry. You will see. 
Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Don't neglect LinkedIn. It's not that only HR or job searching tool, but it's a much, much more, you know, LinkedIn, it's like Google. You can research everything to one there, but within the business world, LinkedIn allows you a really good targeting, you know, because I only mentioned looking for the right connection through the search bar, you know, but you can also research keywords and the posts, including that keyword. So it helps you when you want to comment on other people's content, you know, it allows you many, much more options than uh, other platforms. So don't neglect it. I still don't know why, but Google really loves it. Uh, and if you don't have your own website, your landing page, go and create at least your optimized profile to uh, get found online. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. That was so much information. And um, yeah. make sure... Listeners, if you think that LinkedIn is a good section or direction for your business, that we connect you with Barbara. All right. Thank Thanks, you Barbara. Much. Have a wonderful day. Likewise. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday, listeners. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. <laughs>